Welcome to track number 14 of Mighty Foundations. Alright. Good. Numbers chapter 16. How many have got... Do you want to see these little books? This one is called what? Daughter, avoid temptation. Daughter, you have tender eyes. By Dakiwood Mills. How to detect subtle disloyalty. The skills of a shepherd. How to develop devoted members. The tree and your ministry. Aids to leadership. Principles of leadership. Lecture notes on leadership. Wisdom for leaders. The laws of loyalty. The science of disloyalty. Why loyalty? Dealing with disloyal people. The key of humility. Become a leader. Essentials of leadership. Huh? Are there more there? How to become an anointed pastor. Anointed for ministry. Wow. You see these little ones. There are 70 of them. Different, different, different ones. So if you don't have all the 70, you don't have. Steps to the anointing. DVD. The glory of God. DVD. How to brighten your fire. DVD. 25 powerful effects of the the anointing in your life. Is it a a camp or what? No, this is a... Where is it from? We don't know. Must know scriptures. I've not seen this one before. You made it where? Yeah. Switzerland. Oh, okay. These are the must know scriptures. You have to memorize all of them. So please, everybody in uh, serious member must have one of these books. Okay? Must know scriptures. All right? So it's just nice and listen to everything together. Okay. okay. Now. The dangers of closeness. I'm still on the closeness. Now, the dangers of closeness. And then after that, I'll give you keys to closeness. Then we are getting to the end. Now, Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, with Dathan, Abiram, the sons of Reuben took action and they rose up before Moses together with some of the sons of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, chosen in the assembly, men of renown. They assembled together against Moses and Aaron and said, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them. And the Lord is in their midst. Why do you exalt yourself in the assembly of the Lord? 
When Moses heard this, he fell on his face and he spoke to Korah, saying, Tomorrow morning, the Lord will show who is his and who is holy and will bring him near to himself, even the one he will bring near to himself. Amen. Do this take incenses for yourself, Korah and all your company, and put fire in them, and lay incense upon them in the presence of the Lord tomorrow. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the one who is holy. You have gone far enough, you sons of Levi. Verse 8. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Verse 9. Is it enough for you that the Lord God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the congregation to use you to do the works of the Lord in the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand you And to stand before the congregation. And has brought you near. You see what it says? You didn't see what it says. That's not what it says. Read it carefully. Verse 9. He said. Is it not enough for you? Amen. That the Lord has separated you to bring you where? Near to himself. Amen. To do the service of the tabernacle. Now, it's better, it's better seen in the King James. The King James Bible says, Seemeth it but a small thing unto you. That the Lord God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister to him. And he hath brought thee near to him and all thy, son, thy brethren and the sons of Levi with thee. And seek ye the priesthood also. For which cause both thou and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you murmur against him? And Moses sent and called Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, We will not come up. We will not come up. You see, one of the signs of rebellion is when Moses, the set leader, the set man, Calls for a meeting. And people don't come. <laughs> we will not come. Whatever the reason. We are busy. Do you get it? We have this to do. We have that to do. We will not come. And some of you. You will not say that you will not come. With your mouth. But you don't come. It's, it's the same as this Korah. You have the spirit of Korah. Yeah, we will not come. I have announced that we are having a camp. And you say, we will not come. 
Before I've even come, you will not come. We can't make it. We will, the English word is, we will not come up. They didn't say, Moses, you are Satan. They said, we will not come. And Moses called for them, just as I sit where I am and I call for a meeting. That's why it's a serious thing. And that's why I'm saying that. You cannot be a pastor of this church again when we are calling for meeting and you don't come. We will not accept you again. Maris, is it clear? Yeah. We will not accept you as a pastor. We don't want you again. We thank you. We don't have to see you again. Do you get it? Yeah. Joseph, is it clear? Yeah. You see, these things are not new. That's why the Bible is still the most printed and most published book in the world. But this thing is not when Jesus came. It's thousands of years ago. (laughs) Before long, before Jesus came 2,000 years ago. Before that, this was a behavior of people. Same behavior. We will not come. So you are just fulfilling a prophecy when you don't come. Are you listening? I didn't write the Bible. Have you seen me writing a Bible before? No. We, Elias and who? Abiram or what? Korah said, We will not come. Whether you are busy, whether you are what, whatever the reason you give, it has the same effect. Because when I got here, I got to outside the door here. Eh? Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Uh-huh. You see the you see outside there? When I arrive from the airport, I arrive here. Huh? Yeah. You see out there. When I arrived there, I had the same feeling that Moses had when Korah and Guy said they would not come. When I got here. This pastor is not here. This one will not come. This one cannot come. This one will not come. The same, which is the same thing that I had when that pastor came. I came and I called him. I said, come for a meeting. And he said, he's not well. He said, the message is not well. Now, 11 o'clock, when I come, he has gone out. The one who is not well. He can go out the whole evening and come in the evening. He's not well. I had exactly the same feeling from those of you who didn't show up. Exactly. The, I will not lie to you. I, I made a hardy feel of unsettledness as I step in here. That's why I'm continuing to address it. And I will continue. I will not address after today. I'm not addressing it again. I'm addressing it as much as I can address it. Because after this, I'm just sucking up. We don't like you again. Go. That's it. Yeah. We will not come. And you see, the question that they were asking me in verse 9 is that, seemeth it a small thing? To you to have been appointed as a, as a pastor. To have been brought near. It seems to you as a small thing. To be made a pastor or to be made a leader, it's not a small thing. There are a lot of people who will never be made into pastors. No matter what happens. They, they, you go to so many churches. People don't just become pastors in churches. Go around and see. Huh? You cannot be a pastor easily. Christian, is it Christian? 
there with the you were sitting here singing. Then I was out over there in a meeting, and I called for you. Is it a small thing to you? Out of the rest of the people who are singing, I call you. Is it a small thing to you that tomorrow if I'm having a meeting, say Christian says he is not coming? You see, it shows what I call presumption. Yeah, presumption that there are people that there's the time that you see it as a very great thing to be made a pastor or to be called or to be asked to preach. By the time comes, it's like, and that's why Moses asked, Is there a small thing to you that the Lord will cause you to be brought near? It's now nothing to you. And that's the kind of presumption that comes sometimes when you have been brought near. You take it for granted and you don't value it as you should value it. So I want you to value the ministry. Amen. Never lose respect. You can, you can, you can learn from Bishop Saki. Yeah. Bishop Saki has been close to me since 1980. Whatever, when we started the church, 87, 88. He has never lost his respect for me. Mm-hmm. But some of you, you are, you, are, you are so far from him and you have already lost your respect. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> what, what are you? are you? That when I step out, have you seen, everybody look out of the window at where I was standing when I felt, I felt the spirit of Korah. Can you see it out there? Those of you here, you cannot see. Those of you here, you cannot see. Or you cannot move. I said, come on, do you think I, I, I was mad when I, the, when I opened the door? Look at that tree. That's where I was standing. Tree of Korah. Hey, you can see here. You are sitting there. I say you can see. Charlie, some of you, eh, God is going to raise up your biological children. Because some of you, you, you may not get to my, my, sta- my, my stage in spiritual things. But in biological things, God will raise up your children to you. Your children will slap you. Your children will insult you. Your children will be a reproach to you. And you will see the reaping of your harvest. Yes. It's true. So we won't come. We won't come. We, we will not come. Not I. We. One, two, three, four, five, six. This was written 6,000 years ago. It has applied to you. You see, when you fall into a scripture directly, you should be afraid. It's like you just got up in Geneva, then you manifested and you were in the Bible. And you see, this is, they are not intentional. I'm not intentionally going onto this topic. I just keep, as we keep straying along the different day, it keeps coming up. It keeps, it cannot go away from the camp. Yeah. Everything that we realize that it has come again. But we thought we had finished with this matter yesterday. <laughs> it keeps coming up. I am not, I am not causing it. No. I'm not bringing this in up. I'm not bringing it up myself. Just before you realize it has just taken over the, the meeting. <laughs> yeah. 
you see, we will not come. Erasmus, suppose if I have you a church service, we will not come. What will occur to you is that me, I have come from London. I have moved my house. You are, they say, you cannot come. We will not come. You see, then you look at, say, look at some people. No, I don't know what it means. We will not come. Now, one of the great important things is do not take for granted. That's why you must just always think of closeness is a great thing. Closeness is a great thing. Nearness is a great thing. Closeness is a... You must see closeness as the main thing that you are seeing. That's what I said. When that message came from Benny, just the fact that he could even remember me or remember my name, or even if he doesn't even remember my name, do you understand? He can remember a picture of me. To me, I just think of the, of the closeness that it means. That's what is great to me. Now, what I'm trying to say is never take it for granted. Don't, 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 don't take it for granted. Don't think that, oh, it will always be there. Oh, it's, it's like that. When you do that, you lose something. Yeah. One day, I went somewhere with some pastors. And I was preaching. They were receiving the word. Then from there I went to another place. I was preaching. The same pastors with me. They were receiving the word. Then I went to a third place with them. They were receiving the word. Then I went to the fourth place. When I look at them, they were sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I said, they have gone enough with me. That now they are sleeping when I'm talking. Meanwhile, I have to preach this same message again. Yeah, what I'm preaching to you, why loyalty, stages of... I preached it just two days ago. The whole thing, a church, one and a half hours in South Africa. I can preach again, the same thing, again, again, again. So as you are going around with me and I'm preaching... (laughs) Don't come, I beg you. So the day that I saw the sleeper, I said, bye bye. Yeah. That's why many times when I travel, I go with different, different people. So they will always be alert. Yeah. Because oh, I know now he's going to do this. Now he'll do this. Now he'll say this. Now he's going to say this particular story. Then he's going to say this joke. Then he's going to say, to whom, to, to whom, for, to whom does it belong? To whom, to, to whom, for. To whom does it? Yeah, I know. To whom does it belong to? 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 It's like you know when the song will come. So, so now I don't have to go with you again. I, I go with somebody who will be surprised. Ah! Ah! Do you know? Do you know when I knew this song? I've been singing this song for years. It's not everything that you know. Yeah, I've been singing this song for years. Only that you don't know it.
you see the jellyfish passing on the way, you say, to whom to? To whom for? Even say to whom today say what song is this? Be more spiritual. Your mouth, idiot. So nearness it can easily be taken for granted. But you realize it. One day the people in our crowd will ask me, why don't you have camps with us? We haven't had a camp. I've not had a camp there for years. A crowd people. A crowd people. Yes. Camp, eh, it depends on the people. That's what brings the environment. Yeah. When you listen to certain camps, you see that the camp is not, we are struggling to, to do the camp. When you listen to other camps, it's the environment. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> you are sleeping. I'm preaching you are sleeping. I won't go with you again. <laughs> It has not become it has not become a small thing to you that you have been brought near to see here, 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 everything you know, everything. No. And that is what happens when you have been made a pastor. It's like it's not a small thing to be a pastor. So when they say shuffling convert, it's a small thing to you to come or not. Whether I come or I don't come, it doesn't make any difference. Homecoming doesn't make any difference. Homecoming, you don't come. You see, yeah, it has become nothing to you. Yeah. So I go, I'll go where I am appreciated. Yeah. And do you know something? Whenever I go anywhere, I what I preach what I preach to you, that's why I preach outside. Yeah. They value it so much. You see, when you go somewhere, you always you also have to do what you have practiced. <laughs> You have to do what you practice well. Rehearse it over and I'll preach what I've preached over and over, different, different, different times. It comes and same examples. That I don't use notes. As, as when I say the point, the stories just they, they just come to my mind like that. I have to control myself because I see that I do this one, this, this. I have to, I have to even stop some of them. Hey, more examples. <laughs> and God gives me more stories every day. I hear new things. I say, hey. I was at the breakfast and I was telling the people some stories. <laughs> if I couldn't say the story well, 
I couldn't even say that story well. Hey, real stories. <laughs> hey. So don't take it for granted. And when I come, also Bishop Eddie comes. He said we are having a loyalty conference, and you take it for granted. Uh, another one has come from Ghana. So we, 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 we are not. Uh, we, we don't have. I think we don't have anything to do here. Over here, we were. You know, in Switzerland, there is a. Shut your beak. In Switzerland, this. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that word. Don't say that. Don't say that. In Switzerland, this. In Switzerland, this. No, no, my, my genes are Swiss. My genes, my ge- the, the genetics of me are Swiss. Everything in Switzerland, this. In Switzerland, this. In Switzerland, this. I'm tired of you. What is Switzerland? Switzerland, this, Switzerland, that. You know, over here, this. The other day, I called somebody, the person was in Switzerland. The person, I was asking the person, Are you coming for something? Then the person, Oh, my child, you know, is the they started. You know, in Switzerland, we have a very funny system. So when you are at a certain age, they do an exam and then they divide you into two. Those who cannot do this, those who can carry card boxes, and those who can do this. So in Switzerland, it's okay. I said, Listen, let me call you back. Let me, let me call you back. <laughs> Bye bye. I'm tired of in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland. You are myopic. You don't, you don't know anything. That's why you are talking in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland. Stop it and grow up. And you move outside. Swiss people who go outside Switzerland, they realize how myopic Switzerland is. Why do you think my mother has not come back to, to live in Switzerland? Her husband died so, so, uh, so many years ago. She has a choice. She can stay here. She can stay here. Many Swiss people, when they are outside, they don't come back. Yeah. A lot of Swiss people are leaving the country to go out of this place. Say, well, you cannot do this. You can do this. You cannot do this. Why do you do that? Grow up. We, those of us who don't live here, we don't live here by choice. Not because we can't, neither that we can we not or can we not afford it. It's none of the none of the above. We can and we can afford it. Yeah. Even my children, my, I would not like my child to come to school here. At all. I would not like my child to come to school. I can't bring my child to school. I don't want my child to come to school here. Ah. In Switzerland, you know, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, in Switzerland. Switzerland. Oh. <laughs> All right. Read verse 9 and, and circle it. Don't forget it. Is it not enough? Hmm? All the King James says, Seemeth it a small thing. Is it a small thing to you? No, it should be a great thing to you. 
that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself. Now, so the first thing is to be brought near. Even the, to do the service was not the main privilege. But the main privilege was to have been brought near. To do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto him. Verse 10. And he has brought thee near. He has brought thee near to him. And all thy brethren and the sons of Levi with thee. And seek ye the priesthood also. So as you can see, there were levels. You see, there were people who were brought near to do the work. And they were brought near like we are having with lay pastors and so on. And now you have that these people are seeking something even further. You understand? And that is what's happening when people are asking for percentages of money and transportation. When the whole world goes to church and spends about one hour or more than that driving to go to church. And for you, you want to be paid to do that. We say we won't pay again. Yeah, because all the time that we didn't talk about, we're just trying to avoid addressing the issues. But now, we are addressing the issue clearly and squarely. Yes. Yes. Attila the hand. Confrontation. Something confrontation. Something confrontation. That book, I've never been able to... I've had that book for more than 10 years. I've never read, read it. I just keep on... I, it just looks so interesting to me that there must be something in this book. I've never read it. Yeah. Inevitability of confrontation. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but that's why you don't want to have certain people near you. They will re-describe everything that they did with you. Yeah. There are some people I, I, don't, I don't want to eat in their presence. One day I went somewhere to eat. And I went with some people to eat. Then later on, and there, was a, there was a lady there from some other country. She was there. And then later she was telling me, Ah, which of you are very fussy, eh? You are very fussy when it comes to food, you see. I am fussy when it comes to food. That's why I shouldn't have gone to eat with you. For you to tell me that I am fussy when it comes to food. Do, do if I give you something to eat now, can you eat it? If I give you something to eat now, can you eat it? You cannot eat it. What do you mean? You say, I, I am fat. That's why I'm not eating your presence. Yeah. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have gone to sit at any table for you, for you to say, eh, Bishop, it seems you like a lot of meat. Eh? <laughs> Idiot. You say, Bishop, it seems you like rice. Eh? You like rice, you see. Why? Why are you looking at what I'm eating like that? Eat a less fellowship. Then after you say, it seems you are fussy, eh? That's why I shouldn't have sat at the table with you. Yeah, that's why I said that you bring somebody in here before you realize it has turned into something else. One day, I brought a certain brother to stay in my house. <laughs> and this brother was in my house enjoying. Hey! If he wants to eat, he'll go and open the fridge. Fry, fry this. Cook this. Make this. Nobody said anything. 
he enjoyed in the house. He was feeling free. Then one day, he was talking with some people. And he said, Bishop's house. You see, I shouldn't have brought you. Everybody who is there is there for a purpose. That's what he said. Everybody that there is no free person in the house. Everybody has a reason why he is there. The dog has a reason. The cat has a reason. Everybody has a duty. Ah! You have analyzed my house for me. After you have been frying my meat. That's why I shouldn't have brought you. Yeah, that anything is true. There is nobody without a job in my house. Everybody has an assignment. The cat is to catch rats. The dog is to catch cats. And, uh, uh, and uh, whatever. So now my dog has eaten all the cats. <laughs> Whenever the cat gives away, we try to save them. But the dogs kill them all the time. So I'm looking for new ones. And the cats have to kill the rats. One day, I brought a certain relative to my house. <laughs> the relative was enjoying in the house. Then one day, that relative developed some marital problems. So somebody was advising the person. Look, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. And the person said, ah, why? Why are you saying this and that? Even Bishop also has problems. So I said, hey, you have brought you to stay in my house. You said I have problems. I have problems. I have brought you too near to my house. Now you say I also have problems. Oh! You see now, that is why that's why he asked, is it a small thing to you? Similarly, the small thing that you were brought near, small closeness, came in here. Then I look at what you are saying. He also has problems. You will not listen to advice. If you will not listen to advice, don't listen to it. But don't add me to your marital problem. Why are you added? You have called to call me and added me to your idiot. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. God wants to use you. But he's showing you that he's bringing you closer. There are the dangers. Yeah. There are the dangers. Bishop, you like me too. (laughs) So I should have brought you near my plate. To look into my plate. Then you look on my shirt and say, Bishop, you like Nike, you see. Oh, uh, Bishop, your, your, your ring is it a, 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 a silver or, or 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 gold, white gold or um, this thing, tin, tin? Yeah, no, there's a there's a type of it's t- yeah. What is it? Is it? You see, you all watch it. That's why you have to say white gold. Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? You are, you are looking. Instead of looking at the right, you look at what you are looking. To whom to? 
One day, a certain lady was going to take. <laughs> she was going on stage. They, they invited her. Will you come to the stage to come and whatever? When she got up, I, all eyes were. To, 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 Is it a crocodile? Is it a crocodile? He said, What? This is what I need. It's, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. There's no name on it. It's nothing. It's just a shooter. Everybody should have. You want to be, how many want to be close? 
Oh yeah, see, I'm just giving you a key. This is the key, Makanai. Makanai, you see this camp, how many realize that? Even when you stay at the camp, you become close. Without anything. So it's more relaxing. It's different. There are many camps like that. Yeah. And you'll be there. And it, it makes it. So camps. And the Makana is a collection of different, different camps. Yeah. You just become close to the people that you are with. Are you there? So everybody must have a Makana. And if you are a pastor, you must promote the Makana in your church. More the people should have the Makana. Makana. You can have the eye Makana, which is on the uh, iPod or on the, on the Makana, or the physical Makana with the CDs. You must have one. And you have, you have about 65 camps like this. Yeah. Yeah. All the time, you are, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on. On your way to work, on the train, back to and fro. You don't just sit down and listen. Whilst you are shopping all the time, you'll be listening. Somebody said, you start laughing. You start moving, you start dancing. You are in Negro, you are looking for sugar. To whom to, to whom for. Because you are listening. To whom for? To whom does it? And somebody will see you. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it? Be? And they will be wondering why are you so happy? <laughs> yeah, you are, you are you are you are in a certain environment. You are coming closer. And when I see you, I myself will know that I'm close to you, and you yourself will know that you are close to me. Yeah. yeah. When I came into this camp, I could see immediately some people who listened to the Makane. Who listen. I, could, I immediately knew. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. How many are going to get up? I'm giving you seven steps to closeness. How many are going to take the first step? It's easy for you. Makane. It just costs about $100 or something. All these hundreds of hours of CDs. All in a small one like that. All right? All right. Hey. Number two, the Poimano. P O I M A N O. Poimano. The Poimano is also a collection of all the preaching I've ever preached since the church began. Wow, wow. All in one. Hey. Yeah. To whom does it belong to? It belongs to my pastors and my children. Amen. To whom to? To whom do you think I did? I've done? They have been working on it, working on it, working on it. Oh, long, big project. So many people for you. Yeah. And you can listen from when to whenever. And you even messages that you have to really preach at church service and different things. Not even camp. Camp, you don't have to go and preach it in a church. Sometimes you can, but sometimes it's not necessary. Amen? So your own benefit. Makana is more for you. For a manner you listen and you can, it's also a good resource. How many are going to get a poimano? That one too is coming out soon. Make sure you have a poimano. You have a makana. Number three, the optasio. Optasio. That is the DVDs. Collection. Wow. Optazio. O-P-T-A. O-P-T-A. Z-I-O. 
Yeah, that's DVDs. Collection. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? All DVDs. Hey! Is it not fantastic? Yeah. Yeah. But that one is not yet ready. But the Pomano is almost ready. Makana is also almost, almost ready. Hey! Can you get it? Or oh, here in Switzerland, here in Switzerland, here, here in Switzerland, here in Switzerland, here in Switzerland, what? I want to hear what you are going to say about here in Switzerland. I'm waiting to hear what you say about here in Switzerland. I want you to show that you are the first branch in the whole of Lighthouse Chapel Internet. Because first, first is supposed to be first and best. Yeah, first and best. So show, show that you are the first and best, not just first. Yeah, not just first, but first and best. And stop that here in Switzerland. Rabbi, what you say here in Switzerland, we move. When we say camp, camp in London, we move. Camp in Germany, we move. Nothing like we are homecoming, we move. We are movers. Shuffling conference, we move. Optazio, Makane, Poimano. Number four, internet. Daghaywardmills.org. You can be close. Because there is a blog. Is there not a blog? There is a blog. Yeah. And then also the real preaching. I need to make a call, please. So many Praise the Lord. So, earlier on, Pastor was calling somebody. <laughs> Alright, so what are the ways of getting close? So, Makane, isn't it? Here in Switzerland, we soak in Makane. Amen. We love the Makane. It's common in our churches. Everybody has a makane. That should be the same in Switzerland now. Isn't it? If you don't have makane, then you are new in the church. Maybe, maybe you're a new convert. Isn't it? That's why I don't, know, don't have makane. That's why I might be said in your church. Because everybody has makane. We soak it in. Amen. Yeah, so as we soak in the makane, we are coming close. Isn't it? Uh, coming close is not just eating with the bishop. But soaking in the makane. What's the second one? What is the poemano? All the Sunday, Tuesday preaching, normal Christian life. And particularly for those who are going to start churches in Paris and then in Germany. So you need the poemano to know even what to preach when the church is five. And when the church grows to 12, we also have a message for them. And when the church gets to 55, 
It's a message for 50, between and and 100. And when it was 300, it was a message for that. All of us to keep on listening. You will know what's appropriate and even how to encourage encouraging messages. Because when the church is small, you need some type of messages uh, to be able to encourage yourself, the preacher, and then the church members. Do you see? Uh-huh. So you can't go and preach any message at all. Uh, the one pastor was supposed to go and uh, take over a, a small church of about 12. When, when the first message, first reason why I must pay tithes. 40 started preaching the message like that. Then one brother, the church came to tell him that, Pastor, you know, first, second, first Sunday, then a brother came and said, Pastor, look, I like this church. I don't want to leave the church. So I'm going, when you feel preaching on tithes, call me, I'll come back. <laughs> I come and join, I'll come back to the church. I don't want to because you have just come now, a few of us, 40 reasons. You are scaring them. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it's a good message, but don't scare them straight away like that. Do you see? All right, so the, the poemano will help you to know what to preach and also how to preach to every size of congregation because as he's preaching, he has preached from when the church was young, small church, to as it grew to thousands and all that. So at every stage, you have something to preach and you learn how even to keep up. As he's preaching and so on, uh, uh, the song we are singing, to whom to? It's all a way of keeping us awake. We have a song, most of us will be asleep. So all part of the study, we are learning how to preach. How to preach at a camp. So that people will not fall asleep. It's all part of it. Because many of us are falling, are feeling, feeling sleepy. But as we sing the song, then we get awake. So is it, it's not an idiot. It's a strategy. Amen. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong? I don't know how to do the stars. <laughs> Bishop is great, so I tell you. <laughs> it's too powerful. Hey, I don't want any problem. You can tell it up. I'm just rehearsing the point. So we need to forgive. So, so you need to have the poemano. What shall we say in Switzerland? Here in Switzerland, we have the, we soak in the poemano. Isn't it? It's common in our ministry. It's common in our ministry. Eh? Amen? Amen. Yeah, it must be common in our churches. Common, all of us, every shepherd, every pastor, everybody must want to have it. And you can afford it. Isn't it? Look at the shoe that you are wearing. How much is it? How much does it cost? Yeah? You can buy poor man, you can get it. You can afford the makane. And what's the third one? What's the Optasio? Collection of DVDs. Now there's a, there's listening and watching are different. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Listening, you can be slicing the onion and so you, you are soaking it in. Your food even tastes nicer. As you hand the word and you are cooking. Some anointing comes on you. It comes on the food as well. Your husband will wonder what sort of food? How did you make this food? Because you're soaking in some, some messages. Are you there? And it's working for you. But, uh-huh. So it's very important for, for us to get the, 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 the poemano and then the optasio. You need to have it. So that you can watch. Amen. 
you need to watch as well. Uh, because it's a, we watch all sorts of things. But you can put it on, you know. Sometimes you realize that when you enter your house, without, some of us are afraid of quiet, quietness. Yeah. When you enter, the first thing you do is turn on the TV without even knowing what is on. Yeah. But if you always have the optazio, you can just turn it on when you arrive. Yeah. So something is playing. And you watch it a little bit, you move a little bit, you can sleep with it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. somebody who, who has bad dreams, <laughs> sleep with optazio, you, you have angelic dreams. Yeah. Do you follow what I'm saying? No, it's very, very important too. The thing that you watch, it enters your spirit. Do you you understand? Yeah, so we have to, what we hear, what we see, influence us. That is why we have the audio and we have the DVD as well. And you must watch it. It must be common in in our branches, isn't it? At the back, you see these things. Do you introduce them? We have these DVDs. Nice, powerful one. You see, DVDs must be common in your house, all around you, in your church. Do you see? This one's puff, 25 powerful effects of the anointing on your life. Ojo, give me two. Two effects of the anointing on your life. There are 25. Give me two. Do you know it? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, no, no, if you don't try and answer. <laughs> yeah, don't be like uh, Ghanaians. When you ask them, where, where is this place? They don't know the place. Oh, this, oh, that's your, just go, go, ah, you find it. You don't know, I don't know where it is. Just say, I don't know. Oh, you, can you give me two? Do you know? You don't know yet. So soak it in. You know, all these things are available for us. And then also this. My father, my father. Turning the hearts of the children to the fathers. Powerful message. You know, get all these old DVDs around. I mean, just have them around. It should become like a major um, situation. Just have them all around you. Push it in. Soak in part of it. It, it will make you close, bring you close to the anointing. So when you're talking about coming close, it's talking about coming close to the anointing. This, and there's anointing that we all want. Or don't you want anointing in this life? We all want it. And many people ask him, so how can I have the anointing? I want to be close to you. He's showing us ways that we can be close. And one of them is there, is by this Octasio. Listening and watching. Amen? Listening and watching. I mean, when I was coming um, here, they gave me a DVD for Pastor Richard. I mean, he, he's in London. When the message is preached, Within two days, he has the DVD in his house. If I, you don't even allow them to edit and make it nice, no, no. he wants it raw as it is. Every time, you see, so I find it difficult even to preach in his church. But every time I go to London, the message that he has preached already. So it's like, I don't, I don't like preaching in his church. They are so up to date. Up to date. Current. You know, so, you, and there's a way you can get the messages. I mean, you cannot be in the church end. The last message you got from Accra was, 2007. Do you see? That last time you listened to a message on, I mean, from Accra, it is so bad. Amen? Amen. So, 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 get the, um, the DVDs. Don't, don't be so, be current. So that like, as we are preaching, as Bishop is preaching in Accra, you have it. As he's preaching in South Africa, you have it. 
And like he said, you can feel it. There's a connection. Otherwise, as you, if you don't have connection, when, I mean, the person comes, oh, what's your name again? Then the person has to connect and find out. But if, as he's preaching, you can feel that some people are already in the flow. So it brings an easier flow. Do you see? So the more you listen, the closer you are to him. Don't desire to get things So what did you what did you talk about? Internet. Yeah. Now internet, which is uh WW Now, for instance, I this morning I had the breakfast with the Geneva people. Stand up all those who came for the breakfast around my table. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good, good, good. Now, you see, when I was having a breakfast with, with them, as I was talking with them, I, I gave a certain example, and I immediately knew that they were disconnected. Is it, did you feel that way as well? Yeah. I knew you don't know anything. You don't listen to uh, certain things and so on. You just, you're just cut off because you are not connected to the Internet. Meanwhile, many of you work in offices where you, you can just connect the Internet on your computer. WHO, in it. There is none like you, WHO. No one else can touch my heart like you do, WHO. I said to eternity, love, WHO. And fine, there is none like you, WHO. That's not like your boss. My boss. Eesh. I gave an example, and I gave example intentionally to see, yeah, whether you knew. You see, and the Bible says, "To him that has, more shall be given." You get it. But to him that has not, a severe reduction in intellectual and spiritual capacities, resulting in a severe distortion. Of what you are supposed to become. Did, did, did you remember that example? What, what, is, what was it? Do you remember? Did you remember? You said you didn't notice. You don't remember? You don't remember? Yeah, I, I give the example. You were talking about marriage. Somebody was asking, what, uh, what do you do to make yourself married? Where is she? Um, Gertrude. Uh-huh. Where is Hannah? Where is Hannah? Uh-huh, Hannah. I know all your names are Jane and Rose and Annette and Nala and Blaine. I know all of you. Billy. I know all your names. You get it? But, but you don't know me. You get it? So connect to the internet. Now, as I'm saying what I'm saying, I know some of you will not do it. But I don't care if you don't do it. Because I told you. I'm free. Amen. Amen. That changes everything. Because every day, if we have preached today, tomorrow it's up on the site. And not even tomorrow. I think you do it within it. By midnight, it's there. If I finish preaching at 10, by 12, it's on. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Fresh. Stella. Do you understand me? 
Do you connect to the internet? Do you look at internet? Yes, you can. E- earphones. So you don't need earphones, but you didn't listen. You don't listen to it from time to time. Okay, so we connect from time to time. Right. <laughs> Do you get it? As you soak in, when you get closer, closer to me, closer to me. You see, if my grace was here, she would be singing all these songs. But I'm so handicapped without her. Yeah. The difference when you, you don't have the help you need, and when you have the help, it's like day and night. Severe reduction. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, www. Connect. Connect. How about our French website? Have you been going to our French website? Have you seen our French website, Lighthouse? Or is it like it was mostly French? One of them. It's French and Spanish. Is it a linked? It's a separate website, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So go to it. All right. All right. So, number three. Number four. Take on the burden of the pursuer. Mm. And number five. Oh, you can sit down. You can sit down. You can stand if you want. You can sit down. Now, the burden of the pursuer is the burden of friendliness and communication. Amen. The burden of the pursuer. Do you get it? You have to take up the burden of someone who is pursuing. Amen. Now, the burden of the pursuer is what? The burden of what? Friendliness, communication, and openness. There are three things that make up the burden of the pursuer. The pursuer is the person who is pursuing the anointed person. Seeking for the anointing. Seeking for relationship. Seeking for sonship. Seeking for daughtership. The burden of that thing is not on the father or on the mentor. The burden or the problem to, to connect the, is on the pursuer. Yes. Do you understand? It's not, it's not my problem to be close to you. It's your problem to be close to me. I, I don't have that problem. You have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. If you take even my friendship with uh, Bishop Duncan William, ever since I've been here, I call him. I've called him, I called him on the I talked with him for a lot. Then he started to bless me. So I may, may angels attend to you. Hey! These are the blessings that I receive for my journey. May angelic, he has various blessings that he blesses. Yeah. I was sitting on the plane, I called him. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it, no, it's not his problem. He never calls me, I call him. 
Not that he never calls. Sometimes he calls me. Or he's come that he's calling me. I call him. Yeah, but the burden, you see, of, of, of the burden of the pursuer, you see, is the burden you have to be friendly. You have to be friendly. Openness. You have to be yourself. You understand? It's not that you are yourself when you are there, but when you are here, you are not yourself. You are very stiff. Remember, that's not how you are. Sometimes you see some people, they look very stiff. Then you see the person coming, the person is pregnant. Mm. Hey, 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 what did you do? What did you do? How did you do it? How did you do it? Hey! Stiff person like you. Stiff! One day, a certain woman, <laughs> she called her daughter and she told her daughter something. She had been married to her husband for many years. Now her daughter was going to get married. So she called her daughter and she told her daughter, let me tell you something. Daughter. Something that I want to tell you that I can tell that I'm proud of is that your father, who's my husband, has never seen me naked before. To whom for? To whom to? To whom does it belong to? To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong mystery I will leave with you.
sit down. German version. <laughs> Where's the German version? Juventus, Juventus is in my house. closeness and the burden of the pursuer do you understand is on the, the burden of closeness is on the pursuer so write it that way the burden of closeness is on the pursuer the burden of closeness is on the pursuer Aye. God has given a lot of revelations at this camp the burden of closeness is on the pursuer. And the burden of the pursuer is the burden of openness. You have to be open. You have to be friendly. 
You have to communicate. Is that not so? All these, you have to be, all these are all the, the problem that the pursuer has. It's a, it's a problem that you have to take up for yourself. Friendliness. Because if you are unfriendly, you will not have friends. Yeah, if you are not friendly, you will not have friends. You don't call, I will not call you. If I call, I call, I call, you never call. They say, I should not call you again. So it's friendliness that gives friendship. So some of you say, nobody minds me in the church. Nobody talks to me. Nobody says, yeah, it's because of how you are. And sometimes you should look at your face in the mirror and see how serious you look. How frightening and intimidating your face is. Ah! And we see your face, we are shaking. You are shaking. Hey! Look at your face in the mirror. Has anybody got a mirror? Bring me a mirror, ladies. Look at your face. To whom to, to whom for, to whom does it be? Your mirror is too small. To whom to, to whom for. Look at yours. Can you see yourself? To whom to, to whom for. You see how you look? You see how you look? To whom for, to whom does it be? Don't smile. Don't smile. Hey! Hey! Don't smile. See how your face is. People are afraid of you. Don't smile. You see? So if you want to have friends, also you never see yourself. We see you all the time. When we see you, we are afraid. See yourself. I see you. I can't see myself. But I can see you. Oh. <laughs> so, by the revelation, one day my wife told me, "You see, you are too serious. You are too serious. You have to smile." Sometimes when I go on stage, I sit down. I stand, and when I come and stand, and I say, "She sits like this on this side." I mean, that she would do her face. With me, smile, smile. You are too serious. I... You see, because somebody can see your face. Like, you are too serious. Because sometimes when I'm going to preach, I'm too serious. I... So she would try. <laughs> I... So that I, I become lighter. Because all that I'm saying, there's no joke in it. You, you are the ones laughing. Me, I'm not laughing. Me, I'm not joking. You are the ones who is laughing. It's a message. To whom for? 
going to be open from today? How many are going to be friendly from today? How many are going to work on your friendliness? Are you going to work on the friendliness? Because some of you naturally you are not friendly. Your nature is to not be friendly. You keep to yourself. You just want, those of you, some of you, you just want a husband. So that you can imprison him in the house. Hey. Now that you have got him, you chain him. So you will not have any friend again. Only me. You talk to only me in the world. I'm the only one in the world. How can it be? For 27 years, he has had so many friends. Now that he has married, he shouldn't talk to anybody in the world except only you. How can it be possible? No fine. He no fine. He shouldn't be friends with anybody again. He shouldn't chat with anybody again. He shouldn't flow with anybody again. Why? No fine. Every day, who are you calling? What text is that? Can I see your phone? I want to check, check, check. Messages sent. Inbox. Hey, are you a police? Not in the church. Are you a spiritual police in the house? is now in a prison. Imprisonment for life. Life imprisonment. One marriage that they made a mistake of marrying you. Just one mistake that they made of marrying you. Charlie? Hey. Who is that? Hey. Some, some. Some, some, one day a certain pastor was telling me. He, said, <laughs> he, was, not, he was not telling you. Okay, the pastor was telling me. He said, some certain pastor was suffering in the house. <laughs> he, was, he was watching television. His wife is angry. She came with the, she came to get a potty on a cup on his head, hot water. You jump on To whom to? <laughs> oh, just one mistake that they made of marrying you. Hey, eternal fire. This is what pre-hell, hell. Another wife, she was grown one in the house. Said, Today you will sleep with me. Today, today. <laughs> she said, even this, she did not use the word today, you sleep. Today, you, that, that word, you, whatever me. She took off all her clothes, walking up and down, and down, naked, up and down in the room, up and down, walking today, today. Screaming, shouting, until the man agreed to do it. <laughs> Problem is this <laughs> today, today, 
It's no joking what I'm saying. She was walking, walking this way, this way, this way. Shouting, lift up your hand. Naked, not wearing nothing. Naked, like a banana. Walk here, walk here, walk here, walk here. Hey. Are you there? <laughs> the burden of friendliness, the burden of the pursuer, the burden of closeness. Number six, books. Close, closeness books. You don't read the books. Everybody goes to the toilet. Have books in their toilet. Some of you are fast movers. Some of you are slow movers. Some of you are digital. Some of you are analog. <laughs> some of you are automatic. Some of you are manual. <laughs> some are broadband. Some are... <laughs> so... <laughs> So, have the books in your toilets. Yes, everybody has a toilet here. If you were in Ghana, I would say maybe you didn't have a toilet in your house. You have a public toilet. But everybody has a toilet. You can have some in the room always. When you go there, even if you are a fast mover, most of the books have short chapters. Short chapters. Yes. If you are a delay, delayed action, whatever... Then you can stay long and you always get Bibles. You must have your Bibles in your toilet. You must have a Bible toilet. A toilet Bible. <laughs> toilet Bible. You must have a toilet Bible. Bedside Bible. Traveling Bible. Car Bible. I mean, a, a Christian must have about 12 Bibles. You can't just have one Bible. What type of Christian are you? You must have several Bibles. Phone Bible. Phone Bible, car Bible, bedside Bible, toilet Bible. And then the different versions. If, if you like this one. And you have it there. And it's open. I have my, the books in my toilet are like this. Plenty. But I go, my Bible is already open. As I'm there, you think I'm wasting time. No. I mean the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. <laughs> Receiving revelations and insight and other spirit of wisdom and spirit of intelligence. I don't waste my time at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, and especially when you are busy, it's one of the most important places. And when you have prepared already with your books, Bibles and everything already there, it's not that when you get, because sometimes you rush there. By the time you rush, they realize, oh, where's my Bible? But it is over there. And it's too late to go out because you are already at half time. <laughs> you are at half time or at penalties. <laughs> Injury time. <laughs> you see, I'm not joking. You are the ones laughing. Me, as for me, I'm not joking. I'm serious. All the things I'm saying, I'm serious. How many want to be close? First step of being close is what? Second step of being close is what? Third step of being close is what? 
Fourth step of being close is what? Fifth step of being close is what? Take on the burden of of the pursuer, which is the burden of the of closeness. The burden of closeness is the burden of the pursuer. And the burden of the pursuer is the burden of openness, friendliness, communication. Amen. It's a, it's a burden. When I say burden, it's like it's the trouble or the problem or the work. Yeah, the work involved. It's not that person's work. I don't have that burden. You have, I have another burden. What do you think? Is it powerful? Yeah. So you find out that great men of get, get, get to know people who are friendly to them. Yeah. How do you think Benihin, Benihin knows me? I'm friendly to him. I go to him. I talk to him. I showed him, I showed him his videos. I showed him the video that I was watching. I said, look at you. He looked. He couldn't believe. I said, this is slim like this. I said, oh, this. Uh, he was that, that. He remembered me from then. The burden of closeness is the burden of the pursuer. And the burden of the pursuer is the burden of openness, friendliness, communication. It's not his problem. It's not his problem. It's my problem. Yeah. And, and when I went out just now, because he, he, his office had just called us asking something. Just now. That's why I went out to, and they sent me a question to answer something. Yeah. Yeah. So the burden of closeness is the burden of the pursuer. The burden of the pursuer is the burden of openness, friendliness, communication. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not my burden. When I delete my text, I delete 1,500, 1,600. Sometimes every two weeks I can delete 1,500 texts like that. 1,600 texts. Some of, you, some of you don't get calls at all. Yeah. You don't get calls. So you don't understand. One day somebody sent me a text and I replied. My answer, my, all my answers are one word. Okay. Wow. Powerful. Great. If, you receive, if I don't reply, it means I didn't receive it. Usually I try to reply all my texts. And some of you, because you don't get calls, nobody calls you. Because you are also not very friendly. One day a certain sister She was in the house Nobody was calling her And she had two phones She was looking at the phone Is my phone working or it's not working Is it working or it's not working nobody, nobody So she decided to take one phone To call the other phone <laughs> So she took one phone and called the other phone. And then she saw that all the two were working. <laughs> hey! So you, you are, your phone call is phone to phone. So you may not understand when somebody gives you a short reply. But see, that problem is your problem. It's not my problem. It's not Pastor Jimmy's problem. It's not Pastor Richard's problem. It's your problem. If you want to be... Close. That burden of closeness is the burden of the pursuer. And the burden of the pursuer is the burden of openness, friendliness, and communication. How many points do you have? Six. Number seven. Delegated closeness. Delegated closeness.
delicated closeness. Wow. Now, many times you cannot get to the person, but you can get to somebody who has been delegated. So, if for instance, he may not be able to get to me, he can get to somebody who works for me. You see, that's how people, that's how people weave their way around. Like when I, when I communicate with Benny, I don't communicate directly with him. I communicate with somebody who is with him. That, that's how I've gotten close. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you see, these are always, it's, it's like somebody says, oh, I can't, I can't reach. Yeah, I, I'm not easily reach. Can you imagine if I was answering phone calls here? I cannot have a camp. I, I cannot, I mean, there are people that have sent me text issues. This, as I've been here, I've been sorting out so many things. I don't even have time. So I was saying, you do it. Solve, solve the problem. I can't talk now. I'm at a camp. I can't. I cannot. I can't. So boy, every time I'm just answering calls. And so I, I cannot do anything. So sometimes you may see that, okay, who is the GO here? Or who is the pastor here? Or who is this? Or who is close to this person? I also want to decide to be close to that person. Who is close to that person? Who is close to that other person? It's also another form of, it's another of the seven steps. Yes. Delegated closeness. Yeah. So don't sit there and be giving reasons. Yes. Some people are close to me through my wife. Some people are close to me because they are close to my wife. Some people are close to me because they are close to Bishop Saki. Some people are close to me because they are close to Bishop Eddie. Yeah. Some people are close to me because they are close to my secretary. Or they are close to somebody that works with me. Or some are close to me because they are close to my personal assistant. That's how they are close. And, and they know very well that that is a very secure line. Yeah. 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 So you have to learn how to be close sometimes to somebody by being close to somebody who is delegated. And those of you who don't respect such things, you never be close. Because you, you just have to accept it. You want to see God? You have to see Jesus. No, I won't see God himself. Now, if God doesn't come himself, then forget it. I can't say, I, I, I don't deal with secretaries. I deal with the main man. I can't deal with Jesus. Jesus is just a secretary. Jesus, Jesus is a personal assistant. I can't deal with him. I want the main person. I want Jehovah. I want Jehovah. Else I die. Where is Jehovah? Jehovah, where are you? I can't, I can't deal with little fries who die on crosses. How can we deal with human beings who die on crosses? I mean, if you are God, you will not die on a cross. I won't deal with the main person himself, the creator. Not this weak fellow who died, just died on the cross. I don't want to deal with this nobody. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you for closeness. How many realize that it's one of the foundations? It's one of the very foundations. Let your hand and thank God for the revelation.
Hallelujah. Sit down, please. I missed one point. Number eight. Homecoming. Coming home and homecoming. How many realize that you, you become further and further away from your home when you don't go home? Is it not true? So going home is very important to develop closeness with wherever it's important. Is that true or it's not true? Is it true or it's not true? Yeah. So where, where, where is your home? Nikopo, when you came to Ghana, how many years have you not come? Stand. How many years have you not been to Ghana for? Twenty. Twenty years. Will you agree that you were quite far from Ghana? Yeah, very far. Very, very, very far. Because it's such a long time since you came home to your home country of Ghana. Oh. Yeah. How old were you when you left Ghana? Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. So now you have over forty years old. Yeah. You see, and you had not been to the place where you grew up and went to school. For 20 years, obviously, you'll be quite disconnected. All right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. I got lost. You got lost. I was lost. Yeah, you were lost. So, the more you don't come home to the home of the church, you are disconnected. You get lost. And after a while, as you are lost, you start to insult the place that you are lost in. That's why there were people in this country insulting me. You get it? Because they are lost. They, they can go for champions of gather, gatherers, but they cannot come to homecoming. Obviously, they will be very disconnected from their home and their father, and they will say negative things about it. Obvious, it's obvious. So, as Muslims are going to Mecca, eh? and uh, Catholics are going to Rome, the Vatican, Church of God in Christ is going to Memphis. Pentecost are going here. Redeemer are going to Nigeria. You must, Latter-day Saints are going to wherever they go to. All these are revelations to you that there is also a spiritual version of home. Yeah, spiritual version of home. One of the things we have very funny in Ghana is people who have not lived in Ghana for a long time, they come to Ghana and they want to be president of Ghana. Also, they want to be parliamentarians. 
And you see that they don't really fit. They don't understand the country. Yeah. They can't connect with the people. It's a different country. Do you get it? Yeah. Because you are disconnected. So I'm just explaining to you that there is a version, spiritual version of home. When we say home, there's physical home. But there's also a spiritual version of home. Whether you've been there or not, it's the origin and the home. That, that's why I keep going to Korea. I've been going to Korea every year. My dear, please bring it to me. This is what I did in 1988 and they were criticizing me. I almost stopped the ministry. Put it here. Bless you, my dear. Hey. Are you there? That's why I go to Korea. I don't go to Korea because I'm a speaker. I just go because I want a place that I have to go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just go. I just go. Now I just go. I don't go to preach. Actually, the preaching is actually a bother. (laughs) Because it brings tension to a nice vacation. (laughs) Something that I would have just been relaxing. It's like Italy is coming out to preach. And they, they will ask you, like, they have asked me what I'm going to preach about. Something that's in October. I should send my notes. I mean, too, I don't have notes before. Like this camp, they were kept asking, what is that? I said, I don't know the theme of the camp. I don't know the theme. When I got the theme, I gave it. And I don't know whether it was in time. No? But, but I go, I want to have someone just to go sit down. They say, come. They say, come for here. They go, we go. We spend one week there. Come here. Go here. Come here. Go. I do everything with my wife. Go to here. Brown Mountain, go here, go here, come here, do that. I go. That's all. Because I'm also a sheep. Yeah. And one day I went there. I'd been there about seven times. One day I went there, then I suddenly saw a secret I'd never seen before. Yeah. Will you come with me to Korea this year? Yes, sir. Yeah, come. Be blessed. But come to your home. Korea is not your home. Start with your home. Come. Yeah. It, it helps you. It makes you more connected. Yeah. Oh, you understand my message? Is it clear? All right. Father, we thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. How many foundations have I given you, by the way? Thank you. Seven, eh? I'll give you seven foundations. Number one is what? No, mighty foundations. The mighty foundations. Number one is what? Sacrifice. Number two is what? And full time, which we talked about a bit, isn't it? Number three is what? Tithing. Number four is what? Remembrance. Uh, what else? Loyalty and disloyalty. The next one is what? Closeness. And the next one is what? Ah. All right. Now, 
uh, I'm changing the foundation I'm going to give you. You see, I gave you full-time ministry and lay ministry, isn't it? That one is two. Two in one. So I've given you seven. No, I've given you seven. And I've talked about everything, isn't it? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I've given you loyalty, lay people, and full-time. I've given you seven foundations. How many do you want? So one ministry is full-time, one is lay. And I've given you seven. I've talked about seven. Isn't it? Okay. So now, so I'm not going to talk about the remembrance because I'm sure somebody will talk about it later. Another time. We'll call you for short notice camp. Will you come? Now, I'm going to go over three of the foundations. I mean, there's more things that I... All these are plenty. I've, I've not reached all these. I'm supposed to tell you. See? So, I'm just doing one or two. Then we go. See, we've been here for a long time, but it's like we just started. All right, all right, all right. Now, tithing. The sign of tithing. Seven signs. Seven things that is a sign of. Number one. Have I given you this one already? Seven reasons why you must pay your tithes. This one is this one is the sign of tithing. Seven things that is a sign. Amen. Nehemiah thirteen verse ten. And I perceived that the portion of the Levites had not been given to them. For the Levite and the singers that did the work were fled everyone to his field. Then contended I with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the new wine and the oil unto the treasuries. Amen. Amen. Now, this is a story of how during the time of Nehemiah, pastors were not working well because they were not being paid. Amen. Amen. That's a full-time Levite. Amen. Now, all of Israel is holy. And all of Israel was special to God. But God had some people who were to have no other work apart from working for the Lord. So it is when you have no other work and you are working for the Lord, that is when you have to be paid. Amen. Amen. Full-time ministry is not an additional supplement. It's not a poverty alleviation scheme for your current state. Is it? Did we not go through all that? Yeah. Number one, paying your tithes is your first taste of ministry. Number two, paying your tithes is your first step into real ministry. Amen. It is your first taste. 
Number two is your first step. Number three, paying your tithes is your first, is the first sign that you appreciate ministry. Amen? What do you think? Huh? It is a sign that you appreciate ministry. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Because it is when, if I'm sending Pastor Jimmy to Congo, and he's going to be a missionary in Congo, all right? And he has not paid his tithes all along, but now, as he senses that he's going to be sent to Congo, he decides to start paying his tithes. What it means is that he has all along not appreciated what real ministry is. It shows that he has never really had a taste of real ministry. And he has, it has, he has never taken a first step towards ministry. Because real ministry, if you are going to Congo, or if Billy is going to go to Haiti, one of the poorest countries in the world, then, and he now knows that he's going to need to be supported that is when you now decide to pay tithes. Then it shows that all along you never understood the ministry. Yeah, you never understood ministry. So paying of your tithes is a sign of something. It's a sign of what? And that's what I'm giving you. Seven things that it's a sign of. It's a sign that you had your first taste of ministry. Number two, it's a sign that you had you're taking your first step into ministry. Number three, it's a sign that you that you appreciate ministry. Number four is the first indication that you support ministry. Amen. Amen. It's a sign that you, you do what? You support ministry. Amen. Number five, paying of your tithes is the first indication that you are interested in ministry. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah, because you only support, like me, I don't support Arsenal or Manchester United. I don't buy their, I don't buy Barcelona, no, I don't buy their t-shirts. I don't have, no, I don't have anything of theirs. I don't know who is playing them, nothing. Do you understand? Well, it shows my lack of interest, appreciation, taste, nothing. Number six. It's a first sign that shows your first involvement. Involvement in ministry. It's a sign of your involvement. Because even though you may not be in Congo, you are involved because you pay your tithes. Oh, thank God, Switzerland. That God is giving you the opportunity to be what? Involved. Amen. Eh? Amen. And the last thing that is a sign of. Christian, are you getting it? When you pay tithes, it's a sign of your involvement in my work. Amen. Amen. The last sign is that it's a sign, the first sign of your understanding of ministry. You're now showing a certain level of understanding. Amen. Amen. How many would agree with me that it helps, it shows that you actually understand for you to take 10% of your money and put it into the uh, offering. Do you understand? You just recalculate your salary. 
and just put it less 10% all the time. It shows that you have a certain understanding. If you don't have a certain understanding, you will not do it. Because when you calculate 10% of all you've earned for 10 years, you can buy a house with it. If not calculated it, you can buy a house with it. If you earn 5,000 a month and you pay 500 tithes, that means you're paying 6,000 a year times 10 years is 60,000. I can show you a lot of places to buy a house for 60,000. If you pay tithes for 10 years, it's like giving a house. It's not a small thing to pay tithes. Yeah. It's not a small thing at all to pay tithes. So when somebody pays tithes, it shows he has a certain understanding. Otherwise, he cannot pay it. I don't expect you to pay if you don't have that understanding. You must have an in-depth understanding. Yeah. And that is why it shows, it, it's a revelation about you. That's what tithing there. It's one of the greatest windows into your heart and to your soul. <laughs> the presence of it or the absence of it. It's one of the greatest windows into your soul. You know how I got to know? One day, there was a certain sister who was married to a certain brother. And they were living happily ever after. Then one day, as they were living happily ever after, the sister, various things happened and the sister ended up separating from her loving husband. I'm talking about marriages that I officiated. Now, one day I was sitting down with the sister and I was asking her that. I said to her that, ah, how did this guy, your husband, how did he get to such a stage? Because he was one of the main brothers in the church. How did he become how he has become now? She said to me, one thing I can remember is that a time came, he stopped paying his tithes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the first time that I noticed that thing, that tithing is very connected to your spirituality and your certain understanding of God. She told me, she said, because I'm talking, we are talking about serious pastoral people. He totally backslid and went off and separated from his wife. That was the first time that I saw that tithing is very connected to spirituality. How many can understand why I react when somebody does not pay tithes? It's not the money. But it's a sign. Because it's so basic. Yeah. And I would say most of you pastors should pay directly. Don't just calculate it. To you. Start a new life of calculating your income excluding the tithe. And you will see how prosperous you become. Yeah. Even it will help you to plan and budget better. Because yeah. you, you are calculating, instead of calculating with 3,000, you are calculating with 2,000. If you can even reduce it to 2,500, that's my real budget that I work with. Rent, this, 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 everything. You see how your whole life will escalate, go higher. Right. And you can even reduce, if, you, if your tithe is 300 and you are paying 2,000, you are paid 3,000, your tithe is 300. You can calculate, okay, my, I have to take it that my income is 2,100. Yeah. Then suddenly you see, after paying tight, you even have savings. Yeah, sure. 
you even have savings. You see that financially, you, 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 you up your, you, because you can live on any amount. You can live on 3,000, you can live on 6,000, you can live on 9,000, you can live on 12,000, you can live on 15,000, 18,000 in a month. If you don't know, I'm telling you. So you downgrade yourself to a certain figure before you realize, without intending to, you are now having savings which you never used to have before. Because after paying your tithe, with all those that are not part of your calculation, to you, you earn less. That may even show you that this car, I should not have it. This house, I should not live in it. This place, I should. And which may be more realistic. More realistic. So, tithing is so basic. It shows your involvement. So, when you stop tithing, it shows you have withdrawn your involvement. Is it one of the signs? I said involvement. It shows involvement. Because if I'm paying, if I'm traveling on a crusade, your money has helped to pay by the fuel for me to go there. Your money. Yeah. It shows your involvement in my life. It shows your involvement in the ministry. When a church is being built in Asan Kregwa, far away where you may never go till you die. And a church is being built in Walewale and all over the north of Ghana and in Nigeria, all over. To us, I'm talking now, we are buying a church building in Malawi and also in Swaziland. Building. We are building churches. It shows your involvement. Where do you think the money comes from? It comes from everywhere. How many are involved? Are you involved? Yeah. Okay. Shall I tell your neighbor, the thing is too basic. It's, it's too basic. It's too basic. How many realize that it's too basic? So basic that. 43 reasons why some pastors don't pay tithes. Number one, they do not know about it. Which is so basic. How can you not pay tithes? It means you don't know about it. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 3 verse 17. Now brethren, I watch that through ignorance, you did it. Amen. Many times we don't do things because of ignorance. So, pastors, I'm telling you, if 30 people pay tithes in Lighthouse from today, go and teach it. I'm giving you points. It should increase to 70. And it's not about forcing anybody. When you teach it, you, you realize that it is silliness not to pay tithes. It's quite whatever. So many people are not paying tithes because they do not know about it. Because you the pastor you want to look good. So you don't want to say anything for people to feel that you are after money. You get it? But you must decide not to look good. Like me. You see I'm talking about tithes. I don't care if you think I don't, I don't look good. I don't care. I'm cool. Amen. No question. No question please. Amen. Amen? Amen. Are you understanding? I'm, I'm, a, I'm teaching. Amen. And what I'm saying is that people do not pay tithe because sometimes they don't even know. It's not that they don't want to. And it's not about forcing people. It's about teaching. Because if you know that everything you have comes from God and that this belongs to God, why would you want to keep it? I, I, I don't understand. Why would you want to keep it? Have you watched Jurassic Park? 
How many have watched Jurassic Park before? The film. Jurassic Park. Part 2. I think it's part 2. There was a... I think it's part 1. There was a guy, a fat guy. In the, when you go, go and get, go, go and get it and watch it. Part 1. There was a fat guy who had an egg. He took a dinosaur's egg and put it in his bag. Do you understand? A T-Rex or so. It's part one. And he put the, the egg in his bag. So these people who were on the island, they were going around and this wild dinosaur was chasing them throughout the whole island. And the whole film is based on just that one thing. That the egg which belongs to somebody is in somebody's bag. So the whole of Jurassic Park is about tithing. That film is about tithing. It's Leviticus 27, 30. That it belongs to the Lord. And you are moving around and it is in your bag. How many think that if I came to your church and I taught like what I'm teaching now, the people will be interested in paying tithes. How many agree with me? Yeah. How many agree that they'll be interested in paying tithes? Oh, yeah. Because you are not forcing anybody. You just, you're just showing them the word of God. So as you go around life with somebody's egg in your bag. Very dangerous. I watch a film called Relentless Enemies. Relentless Enemies. Do you know who the enemies were? Lions and buffaloes. There's no human being in the film. Only animals. Relentless enemies. The lions were the enemy. The lions eat the buffaloes. And especially they eat the children. But in that film you will see. Buffaloes which are cows. You will see them chasing lions. You see them chasing lions. Like, then the lions will be running away like cats. And the lions in that film are bigger than normal lions. I mean, it's a real thing. They, are, they, are, they say that they don't know whether they are bigger than they, because they eat buffaloes. And you see a, a buffalo which doesn't want trouble. It's eating grass. You see that it is chasing a lion. Why? Because it has caught its child. Something that belongs to it. And it will chase it to come like this. And the lion will leave the child and run away. So you keep on taking somebody's child. The souls that God has planned to win. You have got it in your back. You have become the relentless enemy of God. So people just don't pay tithes because they don't know. So I'm speaking to every lighthouse pastor here. Sit up. The income of the church has gone down compared to what it used to be. Down, down, down. Sit up. Tithing is not by force. But it's a spiritual thing. And don't tell me that rubbish that in Switzerland here, this, 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 that and that. We don't, we are, no, we don't accept that rubbish anymore. In Switzerland, people don't like, they want to talk about money. They don't want this. In Switzerland, this. In Switzerland, that. In Switzerland, that. It's not true. Idiotic. Your mind is not correct. You are a very bad pastor. Me, if 
if I start a church and I teach you about tithe, you will not leave. You will even want to pay tithes. You will, want, you will look at it and say, why do I want to go around in this world with God's hundred francs? What, what, is, what is wrong with you? And I teach you, not only for lighter, any church, if you are not in this church, any church, you, it's a spiritual, it's not a normal Christian thing. Yeah, it's very basic. You are not a good pastor. That is why there's no money in your church. This guy said it, Lester Salmon. He said, if you are called, it will, your calling will always pay for your calling. If you are a real pastor, you will all, it always generates money. Yeah. And I believe that. One day I called the people who work, our people who work at the internet. And I told them, look, if you want to justify your inclusion in this office, you cannot just be running internet and just changing designs on the internet. Internet people sell things. They sell books. They sell, I said, from today, sell. If you don't sell, it means you are not justifying the reason why you are here. From that time, they started to, people started to order. They started to sell. Now, at a point, they were, they were not selling less than $1,000 every month from Ghana. Wow. Yeah. To, to books, tapes, CDs from all over the world. Yeah. I said, you can't just sit here. Because every ministry, you can either sit there and say, over here, we don't do, over here, this, over here, this, over here, this. But when you sit up, you see that the thing that was zero, it can be ten times as much. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even in our crusades, the people don't have money. We are serious. We take offerings seriously. We take offerings of goats, tomatoes, pepper, onion, yams, everything. We just say, whatever you have, bring it to the Lord. We receive it. It's a blessing to them. So money is not something that should be a problem to any of us. The, the, the sign that it's a problem is a sign of the lack of your spirituality and your ignorance. And if your church, I blame every pastor for the, the finances of the church. It is the pastor's fear of the people and wanting to be Mr. Goody Goody. Mr. Goody Goody, Mr. Nice Nice in the church who doesn't want to say the word of God and to Mr. Nice Nice and Mr. Goody Goody. That is why the people cannot pay tithes. It's because of you. And I blame you, the pastor. Yeah. You are stopping the people from being blessed. Do you know where I learned how to pray? I learned, I learned about tithes in Geneva. Yeah, many years ago when we started our church, I came to Geneva. There was a pastor here called Greg. He was a pastor of a church called International Christian Fellowship. And I went to see him and I told him that, oh, me? I told him, we are, we are, we are medical people, we are doctors. And so we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't pay tithes. We don't, I don't take tithes and all this kind of thing. He looked at me and he said, you are depriving the people. I said, what? I said, you are depriving the people of being blessed. I said, me? He said, yeah. He said, there is a spiritual principle. You are not above it. Because I was so proud I was a doctor and that as doctors and whatever, we don't need any money from the church. And he told me, you are depriving the people and you cannot overcome that reality and that principle. That if you let the people give, they will be blessed. I was shocked. I never forgot what he said to me. I was full of my knowledge and myself. But God corrected me to that guy. And I learned it right here in Switzerland. Of all places. <laughs> Number two, they do not believe the Bible. If you don't pay tithes, you don't believe the Bible. You don't believe the Bible. Because the Bible says 
And how many believe the Bible? Raise your hand if you believe the Bible. Yeah. You don't believe the Bible. Number three. I'm just going to give you the points. There are so many verses. Maybe I'll send you an email. Should I send you an email? (laughs) They suffer from selective submission. Is it time to do something? Am I overstepping my time or something? Okay. They submit to some things. They They submit to the things that are not about money. And not about others. Everybody find the nearest pastor and say, I blame you for the finances of the church. I get up and get up and locate any pastor and say, I blame you for the finances of the church. I blame you. I blame you. I, I say, get up. Come and talk to the pastor. Tell them I blame at least five. I blame you for the finances of the church. They do not respect God. They don't respect God. That's why they don't pay tithe. Bible says, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. So when you, with their substance, Proverbs 3, verse 10, honor the Lord. So when you don't honor the Lord with their substance, what does it mean? It means you don't respect. Because it means you don't honor. Hey! How many have ever thought you don't respect God? You see, you never think of that. But that's what it means. When you say, honor the Lord with your substance, and you don't honor the Lord with your substance, it means you don't respect God. It means you show honor by your substance. You show honor, you show respect with substance. So, so if you want to respect somebody, you honor some, you take substance and honor him with the substance. Hey! Wow! How many are surprised by the verse? 
How many are surprised by the verse? That it actually means you don't respect God. Meanwhile, you've always thought of yourself as somebody who respects God. I'm God-fearing. I'm God-respecting. Why should you be a pastor of people who don't fear God? Because you yourself don't fear God. To whom to, to whom for, to whom the tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to, to whom to, to whom for, to whom do tithes belong to. French. Same team. assignment I'm giving. Go and see what happens when you put somebody's egg in your bag. Will you do, will you do your homework? Yeah. Number seven, because they are greedy. Yeah, yeah. They are, they, it is number seven. You don't, I didn't give you some of them. It's number seven. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy. Of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Proverbs one nineteen. When you are greedy, you take away the life of the owner. God's house, the lifeline of his house, you take it away. Proverbs 1 verse 19. You take away the life. You stop the life of missionary work. If I have to send Jimmy now, I have to send Billy, I have to send Pastor Robert, I have to send people that you know. People that you know, that suffer and sacrifice for the work of God to go on. You take away the life of it. The such is the way of a greedy man. He takes away the life of the owners. The owner of the tithe is God. You're taking away the life. Hey! What type of human being are you? That's okay. Do you understand what is being said? Yes. You have to teach your people to pay tithes. Don't teach them in an aggressive way. Just show them these are scriptures. It's not about fighting with anybody. Because it's only because of the work. Tithing is from the heart. Somebody let's say, I don't like God's money again till I die. Whether I'm in this church, I'm in Gubligob, or I'm in Angels Delight Church, or any church, I don't like tithe. I don't want to eat tithe again. Somebody's egg. Somebody's buffalo baby. That's where you see that a buffalo is strong. One day I saw a buffalo. It held 
a lion. It put the head like it entered the lion's side, the rib. And then it lifted the lion into the air. And threw the lion into the air. The lion came down. That was the end of that lion. That's when you will see. You have come for our child. Me, I'm a cow, but I will show you that. Even though you eat me, I can also fight. But you have come for my child. That instinct is in every woman about her children. Yeah. So sometimes when women say, I love you, they, are, they, they, they mean I have wildlife instincts. The wildlife instinct that they have for children. That the wildlife has. Yeah. How many greedy members do we have? Number eight, they think they are being robbed or cheated. This is one of the minds in the church. People think they are being cheated. Bible says in Matthew 25 verse 24. Then he that had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Amen? Amen. What do you think? He thought God was going to reap from something he has not deserved. God does not deserve the tithe. Your math. God does not deserve. Be careful of assessing what people deserve. When you say he deserves, he doesn't deserve. He deserves, he doesn't deserve. Do you know what I deserve? You don't know what I deserve. When we meet the Lord one day, you that's when you know what I deserve. But I may not deserve much. When, when I see the Lord, the Lord will say, Wow, this and this and that. You don't deserve much. But on the other hand, God may say oh, he, he deserves a whole lot. One day, Rick Jonah went to heaven. He had a vision. And he saw a, man, a great man of God who had fallen. And he said that God, Jesus took him to the man and showed him the man on the throne. He said, I wanted you to see where he is. One of the highest thrones. The man who fell. Yeah. He was on one of the highest thrones. He said, I want you because he loved me very much. He said, when you love me, I will set you on high. Yeah. He was surprised. He was... Rejoina was very surprised to see where the guy was. So don't be quick to assess me or assess God or assess the church. The church deserves it. He does not deserve. He deserves it. He does not deserve it. Give your best of what you, what you are supposed to. Don't start assessing. You don't deserve this. Let me give you less. You, don't, you deserve more. I'll give you more. What you are doing is dangerous. One day I saw somebody. The person had high blood pressure. You know what she was doing? Instead of taking the medicine every day, what you do is that you measure the blood pressure. Then if it is l- less, then instead of taking the message, you will reduce it. You say, today I will take this. Then when it's another time, you go, then you take more and take less. I said, <laughs> you want to die or what? You measure it and then you take accordingly. Is this sugar that you are putting in, in tea? You are tasting or salt you are putting in stew? That is not how we uh, change that medicine. You take it and you keep it. You can't assess whether you, you deserve more medicine or less. You cannot assess God and say you deserve. You don't deserve. 
you deserve money. You don't deserve time. Hmm. This month, you don't deserve. The church hasn't done much for me. It doesn't deserve. God doesn't deserve much. God has, God has been very quiet this month. Uh, God has been quiet. God doesn't deserve. God deserves. God doesn't deserve. God deserves. God doesn't deserve. Duty. 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 Number nine, they are afraid of losing, so they hide their tithes from the church. Bible says, I was afraid and I went and hid myself. You, want to, you don't want to lose. Watch and see whether the church is losing or you are losing. Have you noticed whether the church is losing or you are losing? Look at your life carefully and see. You don't pay tight. Who is losing? You or the church? Lighthouse is bigger and stronger. You may not know. Even in Switzerland, where we have had a few difficult, it is even bigger and stronger than it was a year ago. That's what I believe. Yeah, stronger. As for stronger, it's definitely stronger. That's what I think. And bigger. And I told you the last time, even an elephant, when it loses weight, it's far bigger than a rabbit or even a lion or a cow. Yeah? You can't even see it. So check your life and see whether you are the one losing weight or is the church which is losing weight. Somebody wanted to attack a church to close the church down. A church is not easy to stop, stop it all. <laughs> church. You are fighting against something that is very difficult to fight. That's what I've learned. I've learned by bad churches. This will happen. Pastors will sin. This will, it's not easy to close the church still. It's not easy. Yeah. They say this. They do go up. Come. You check yourself whether you are losing weight or the elephant is losing weight. Yeah. So you th- you're talking about losing. Let's ask, ask ourselves in Europe here. How many of us have come to Europe and have really prospered as we thought we would prosper? And are as liquid in cash and, 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 and with whatever it is that we did as we thought and we imagined. Let us ask ourselves. But as you are sitting here and I'm teaching you about this, I'm even teaching you how to save and how to recalculate your life. And it's actually a key to prosperity. Amen. All right. Oh, the next one. Number 12. Number 11. Number 10. They are baby Christians. That's why they don't pay tithes. Why? Because you cannot expect babies to obey instructions. Amen. Oh? Can you expect your baby to obey instructions? How many of you have brushed your teeth today? Raise your hand if you brush your teeth, please. Now, is there anybody here? Rudy, stand up. Did your mother call you to brush your teeth this morning? Tell the truth. Your mother called you this morning and told you to brush. You just brush it on your own. Uh, Who's next to you? Peter, have you brushed your teeth today? Did your mother call you to brush your teeth? Tell the 
truth in the name of Jesus. Cross your heart. What's his name? Pedro. Your mother called you from where? Which country is it? Angola. Your mother called you from Angola. I know. Tell the truth. She called you this morning, told you, brush your teeth. Don't forget to brush your teeth. Cross your heart. Cross your heart and shame the devil. Did your mother call you? No, sir. You see? Why did your mothers not call them? Because they are mature. Nobody had to tell them to do anything. So people do not do certain things because they are babies. But have your mother told you to brush your teeth before? Yeah, when you were a kid. What about you? Tell the truth. When you were a kid, you too, tell me. She told you many times. Uh-huh, why? You were a kid. So why don't people pay tithes? Why don't they obey something that's written in the Bible? Why don't they? Something that's written, something has been told them, has been preached, and they don't do it. What does it mean? They are kids. Yeah, that's kids. That's why they don't do it. But if they were mature, they would do it on their own. Yeah. You do it on your own. Nobody will talk about it. Nobody will even preach to you about it. It will be so basic to you. So it shows you that when you see a pastor who says, I'm a man of God, but I don't pay tithes. It's saying something about the person. It's a picking. It's a picking. What is your name again? Peter. Peter Pedro. And who is behind there? Jo- is that Joseph? And who is beside you? Benjamin. Benjamin. Okay. Hey! You sure your mother didn't call you? If your mother called you today to brush your teeth, raise your hand, please. Because you are all grown-ups, isn't it? You are all sexually alive, isn't it? You have passed a certain stage, isn't it? Now, now, did your mother call you today to brush your teeth? No. Why? But she sees you are somebody who's married, isn't it? Mature. Having sex with your husband, isn't it? Yes. Hopefully. Hmm? <laughs> you see, as soon as you are mature, certain things will not be said again. So when our church is mature. Yeah. You know, one day I went to a church in a certain country, in Singapore actually. He told me, he said, 95% of our people pay tithes. Yeah. 95% of our people pay tithes. 95 to 99%. Everybody pays tithes here. And we had a program. They didn't take any offerings throughout the week. No offerings. So just on Sunday, we'll take tithes. That's all. And the church is rich. So everybody pays tithes here. Singapore. Yeah. Yes, that they said they're offering not that's nothing like rather when they came for the program, the church made noodles and rice for everybody to eat. Every day after church, everybody go and eat. They didn't take any offering. They rather gave food to the people when they came. And then on Sunday they just took their tithes. That's all. <laughs> no talking, no this is Tight, whatever. And they told me 90 something percent of everybody who comes there pays tight. Yeah. How many of you agree with me? It's not a baby church. Yeah, it's not a baby church at all. It's a serious, mature church. How many pastors are going to aim that your, your churches will be like that? Yeah, aim for it. And don't wait till you are on your way to Congo 
before you sit up and say, hey, I better let the church pay title as I go. Because one day you may be on the mission field, we say, we are sorry. The money didn't reach this month, so try and manage. Try and manage. How many would like Pastor Jimmy to try and manage? Or Pastor Robert to try and manage? You people, you should see the sacrifice that Pastor Robert makes for you. The cousin. The other day I have to talk to him. I said, my friend, sometimes he can, he can do to try to save money for the church too much that it almost becomes abnormal. Because his mind is on how to save and to help. Yeah. He has been here for years. He knows it better than you. Yeah. So brothers and sisters, please don't take it for granted. Don't wait till you are the one on the way. Then you say, yeah. 95% tithe paying church. No, we are 100% tithe paying. Everybody in Switzerland. We are going to teach them slowly, gently, but definitely. Yes. I want, to, I want to hear a good report of you and say, wow. But the administrators will come and inform me that the percentages have gone higher. And Switzerland has now become a top financier of many great things that the Lord wants to do. Amen. And that no more is it just the first church, but it's the first and has become the best as well. Amen. Hey. I see it. I see it. In Jesus' name. Number 11, they do not care whether the church exists. Isaiah 3, 1 to 5. Number 12, they do not care whether the pastors are paid or not. Number 13, they do not care whether evangelism is done or not. We don't care. That's why people don't pay tithes. Number 14, they do not care whether the church is constructed or not. And I can go on and on and on and on and give you 43 different reasons. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to end here. Amen. Amen. What do you think? I think you have enough reasons to know that you need to brush your teeth without being told. Brush your teeth. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. We're going to take a break for five minutes. And I want to meet all pastors. Is that what it is? All Swiss pastors, if you are from Germany, do not come. Or you are from Spain, do not come. Or from any other country, do not come. Only Swiss pastors. Where are they coming? Up the stairs. Up the stairs to the other side. For five minutes. Hello? 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 Please, we're coming back in just five minutes. All right. All right. Hold your brother's hand. Sit down, everybody. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Sorry, sorry. Listen, before you, before you, before you break up, I want to take a good offering. Amen. And um, hello, hello. Sit down, please. I'm talking. Sit down, everybody. I want to take a good offering. Amen. To help. Work, especially to help with some of the expenses and the bills, amen, that come around here, amen, on this particular program. So I'm going to ask you to give a special offering in an envelope, amen. amen. Can you do that? Yes. Will you do that? Yes. Amen. 
I'm not going to ask you for much. I'm going to ask everybody to try and believe God to give at least a hundred francs as a special offering to thank God for the camp and how you have been rebuked and how you have also been healed and how God is bringing healing and blessing to us in Switzerland. I'm going to ask you to give a special I'm not promising you that a goat will come to your house or something will come in the night or any motia or dwarf or anything will go out of your life. All I'm saying is give another. I'm speaking as your father spiritually. Believe God. Give 500. You can give 1,000. You can give all. But I want to ask, believe God will give at least just 100 francs this afternoon when we come back. Amen. Amen. Do you think you can do that? You cannot do that? Is it possible? It's possible. Because if you want to pay 100 francs, if they tell you, oh, Bishop is dead. Here's 100 francs we want to give you. Find 100 francs. So I'm not, I'm not dead. I'm alive. I said, give a good offering and be a blessing. And plant a seed. You never know it to be a turning point for your life in Switzerland. Because I believe that this camp is a turning point camp. Yeah, it's a t- How many can sense that it's turning, some, turning around another way? Yeah. It's a turning point camp. Amen. Okay, lift up your hand and let's pray. What if you don't have 100, you can give 50. What about, I believe, I want you to believe you for a special 100 franc seed today. Lift up your hand, let's pray. My Father, we thank you for the great blessing that you've given to us as we give a special offering at this camp meeting. As we come into the end of the camp, we are thankful, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so go out of this place for five minutes. You have five, ten minutes maximum. Prepare a special offering. Amen. As you come back into the last session. Everybody. Amen. You can listen. Hello, hello. Please, 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 please. Please. Listen. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is expected. Somebody in another country to give 100 francs would mean that he's giving his salary from January to June. To you. Yeah. But you see, Christianity is based on the unselfishness of a blessed person. Isn't it? It's the unselfishness of a blessed person. Who doesn't always say He's not blessed. When actually he's 100 times more blessed than everybody else. And I'm talking too much now because of this 100 francs offering. I'm saying too many things. It's some of the olden days type of offering. Too much talking because of 100 francs. If you won't give, get away with your 100 francs. It's nonsense. Ah. What is this? What is this? Don't talk, talk a lot. Just play, just play, just play. This reason, that reason, this reason, that. Oh, Claire, don't give your 100 francs again. We are tired of all these things. Why? Idiotic. We are tired of this type of thing. Explain, 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 explain. Too much. Right. Anyway, okay. Don't let a certain feeling come into the end of the camp. Ah. Because when I'm taking the fear and I look at your face, your face look too. It's like a, you should be smiling and saying and nodding. Oh, Bishop, don't talk at all. This is what, what is that? Don't talk at all. You are just looking at me. Ah. Yeah, you can give envelope. Do you have envelopes? Oh, you do? Okay, okay. You can give before the break. Yeah, if you... Okay, ah. Yeah, yeah, who wants it? Yeah, give to those who want it. Special. Ah, you can give it now. Oh, okay, I give it now. 
Huh? You want to go to your room? Since the offering is being given, if you need to go to your room and get something, go and get it quickly right now and come. Is there anybody like that? Or borrow money from somebody and then promise to pay him by the next five years. It looks like everybody's giving now, so let's just do it and finish with it now. If you couldn't give a hundred francs can lift up your hand also we'll give you a name but whatever you can give you can give 50 or whatever it's also a good offering or everybody's giving 100 let me see smart from today we will not accept plain faces when we are taking plain faces when we are taking offering we will not accept it again in the church <laughs> yeah we don't want plain faces we want smiling happy faces any plain face plain face congregation we will not accept it again we are taking offerings. Hey! <laughs> we don't accept plain face and cave doing offering. Smiling, happy face doing offering. Yes, when we smile, offering, we are smiling. Hey! Can I see no pl- I don't want to see any plain face during the offering time.
Father, thanks for this offering. Bless all those that have given. Thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you coming? Yeah, come. to be here. Are you feeling better? Is your plain face going? Tell your neighbor, I've been watching that plain face during offering. No more plain faces again in the church. Vincent, that's John. That's Timothy. (laughs) It's a prophecy. Enjoying the presence of the Lord. How many realize that when you are in a camp, all the delusions of the world are disappearing? Hey, realize that it's the presence of the Lord that is the main thing. Is it not true? Yeah. All the delusions of the world they just evaporate. One day, a certain pastor he was going on the mission field. As he went. He was a pharmacist and he met another pharmacist who was had got a new job at a drug company. Hey, the guy was driving his new whatever car. And he said that when he met the guy, the guy asked, What is wrong with you? Where are you going to work? Ah, missionary. Are you mad? He said he felt so silly. Idiotic. He felt Idiotic. But he said that after he met the guy, he came to church. It was the evening service. He said, when he came into the presence of the Lord and the beautiful music was going on, the presence of the Lord came there. He felt suddenly how wise he was, rather. And what a great thing it was that he's doing this with. This was years ago. Recently, I asked him, Where are those pharmacists that you met that made you feel so foolish? He said they have all withered. He has rather flourished like a palm tree in the courts of the house of the Lord. Planted. He was now, he is now the one driving the new uh, whatever car. And those other ones have withered. Withered. Uh. Idiote is not, is not following. Following God is not idiote. Following God is not idiot. Not following God is idiot. Follow him. Follow him. Don't be afraid of any country. Be afraid of being far from the presence of the Lord. 
He said, I've made the Lord my refuge. The Lord is my dwelling place. Therefore, I shall not be afraid of the snare, of the trapper. The one that has been specified for only me. And I shall not be afraid of the pestilence that has come for all of us. A thousand shall fall by my side. Ten thousand shall fall by my side. But it shall not come now. With long life I will satisfy him. Because he has known my name. Because he has set his love upon me. I shall be with him in time of trouble. I shall help him and I shall rescue him. The Lord will help you in the afternoon. In the afternoon. In the bright light when the enemy comes. And he will help you in the night. In the darkness of life he will be with you. And he will strengthen you and fight for you. Oh Lord arise. Contend with those that contend against us. Fight against those that fight against us. Draw out your shield and your buckler. And fight on our behalf, oh Lord. Thank you. Thank God that it is a blessing to serve him and to follow him. Jehovah Almighty, the keeper and the shepherd of our souls, shall keep us and shall guide us by his light and bring us into the pasture that he has prepared for us. He shall lift up our intellect and our spiritual capacities and bring us into his presence. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Thank you for this offering. Honor your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right.